Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, is every loaf of bread a tragic story about a field of grain that could have become beer, but didn't? <laughs> Hi, America. <laughs> Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Pitta is one of my favorite breads. It's second to none. Oh, God. No. Mm-mm. Welcome to the show, more questions than answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you, to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I'm huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall, whatever my mother listened to before she went to sleep, picks and pulls on our unconscious mind. Let's hear what she listens to. Hey, Macarena. <laughs> that was worth 30 seconds, wasn't it? Oh, yes. So snug under your covers. Turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and all value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also our producer and sound engineer. Had had such a fun week that she got two drinks named after her. Ooh. Welcome to Only the show, two. Miss Morris. <laughs> <laughs> Morris Foster. Do you like a Morris Foster? No. I do. What other drink did you have named after you? What was the name of the drink? 
The Morris Fizz. The Morris Fizz. <laughs> Hell for Heather. <laughs> Two dashes of anxiety, one part sleep deprivation, definitely serve shaken. I also wish to introduce the man and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle tried to remember the Macarena this week and wound up telling a deaf girl she screwed her husband. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I love this show. We're also joined by our resident psychologist tonight, Mr. Chad Peters, who's won many shows in a row, so we'll put an end to that. They're mad, <laughs> they're bad, and they're paranormal. This is season two, episode 34. And as always, we start with our first round, which is a stroll into the world of general ignorance, a lack of knowledge round and no first round would be properly introduced until we chime the olive laden bell of infinite knowledge with the cherry of facts and the pickle of statistics stand back ladies oh my it's losing its fizz isn't it It we need a swizzle stick on that on this very day in 2011 apple co-founder steve jobs sadly passed away can you believe that was seven years ago Mm-mm. Oh wow! My life is disappearing through my hands like grains of sand. So, for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange, and fascinating facts about Steve Jobs and this points are begging. What strange job did Steve Jobs want to do when he was younger? Any thoughts? It's very bizarre. It's very strange. You may know the answer. This is a quiz show for the bizarre and strange. What are you thinking, Miss Morris? What job did Steve Jobs want to do when he was a young man? And let your imagination run wild. Core apples. He wanted to core apples. Is that a vocation? Is that a job outside of the Mennonite community? Who knows? He wanted to core apples. Little, little baby jobs. What do you want to do when you're older? I want to core me some apples. Yeah. I think there's machines that do that, but we're going to take the first answer that leaves your very lips. Michelle, what did Steve Jobs want to originally do? Be an embalmer. He wanted to be an embalmer. That's a very good answer. Chad, any thoughts or ideas with this one? Clown makeup artist. Clown makeup artist is a very Definitely. specific. That's no small feat, is it? <laughs> I love <laughs> the clown. this show. <laughs> first one to jump in, it was sparked. This job was sparked by a 1974 trip to India. So does anyone want to change their suggestion or change their mind? Elephant tamer. Elephant tamer. The old Indian elephant. Carnival barker. Anyone else? A trip to India. A guru. One of those. I'm going to give you some points, Michelle. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. He actually wanted to be a Buddhist monk. Oh. And he remained uh, dedicated to Zen Buddhism throughout all of his life. He also refused. You got very close with the clown (laughs) makeup, didn't you? Very similar paths. Do you know you fit in those psychometric tests at school and they tell you what you need to be when you're older? Clown makeup artist, Zen Buddhist guru. Yeah, one or the other. Uh, Did you have to fill those in in this country? It wouldn't give me an answer. It wouldn't. (laughs) No. You're going to be on a ridiculous comedy show (laughs) (laughs) where they're pretending there's a quiz in there somewhere. It was uncanny. I got to fill one of those in. 
It must have been one of the first computers that ever existed in yeah. London. I filled all the answers in. It spat out a piece of paper on a dot matrix laser that said, Officer in the Royal Navy or Forestry Commission. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a strange old world out there. He also refused Novocaine during a root canal because he wanted to transcend dental medication. <laughs> I love this show. Michelle has two points and she's off the mark. Steve Jobs' last words were very, very interesting, especially from a paranormal perspective. All I'd like you to do is to tell me what his final words actually were. What would be interesting as your last words from a paranormal perspective? What do you think? I know. You know what his last words were? I know. Oh, <laughs> I know were your last words. Yep. There. You're going with that, are you? Mm-hmm. Don't you have a little story about final last words? Were you not telling me about an old man who said, I'm ready to go, and then collapsed on the floor? No, he said, let's get this show on the road. Who? Oh, That's right, where yeah. he's dying words, let's get this show on the road. And then he fell over dead. And then he fell over mm-hmm. dead. Yep. Makes you think about the afterlife, doesn't it? Michelle, what do you think Steve Jobs' final words were from a paranormal perspective? I can't find my charger. You cannot find your charger. No, I found my charger. It's just not charging. That's what's he said required. there were only two words, Michelle. Oh. What did I say two words? I never you said, said that. You said two words. What were his last two words? What were his last words? I never said last two words. Would you like to I ex- heard two <laughs> words. That's why I only said I know. I wondered why your answer was very snippy. I'll let you have a few more. I never said that. When did I say he said two words? Do you want to have another go? I'll see you soon. I will see you soon. That's very Buddhist, isn't it, in many respects? Yep. Do you remember Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy with Douglas Adams as the whale is falling through the sky and he says, oh, no, not again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Michelle, you gave me your answer of. I can't find my charger. Chad, what are we looking at here? This isn't heaven. They use Windows 95. <laughs> Wow. That'd be hell. <laughs> it's rather warm and toasty down here. <laughs> right. His final words were uh, repeated. He said, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Very interesting. When I die, I want my last words to be, I left a million dollars under the... <laughs> <laughs> As a Buddhist, be right back rather than rest in peace would be the way to go here, wouldn't it? Yep. Experimenting with what was one of the most important things Steve Jobs said he ever... Acid. ...did. You're saying acid. Steve Jobs experimented with acid. He said it was one of the most important things he ever did. Psychedelic drugs. Yes. Psychedelic drugs. What are we going with, Michelle? Mm. Baking techniques. Experimenting (laughs) with those dangerous baking techniques after midnight in the privacy of your own home. BakingTechniques.com. Chad, what are we going with there? Heather is 100% right. Yeah, she is. She is 100% right. LSD Yay. to be precise, but psychedelic drugs. Miss Morris, for the first time in the history of more questions and answers, <laughs> didn't guess, cheat, but actually knew. We've been going for five years. If you threw enough stuff at the wall, something was going to Actually, I did stick. guess. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Solid yes there. I yes. said baked. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I'm not giving the points out (laughs) liberally. What do you think this is? Wow. In the 1960s, we took LSD to make the world look weird. 
Now the world is weird and we take Prozac to make it look normal. Very strange world in which we live in. On this day, in 2005, author Stephanie Mayer first published her Twilight vampire novel. So for the first time in the history of MQTA, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating fact about vampires. Very simple question to start with. Points are a begging. What does the word vampire actually mean? And I will take the Hungarian, Turkish or the Greek. So I'm giving you plenty of opportunities to get this right. What does vampire actually mean? Life sucker. It means life sucker. Mm-hmm. Bit of Dave Matthews there. What are you thinking, Michelle? Blood sucker. Oh, subtle difference. <laughs> Chad, what are your thoughts? What does vampire mean? I'm going to go something with fire based on the pyre. That's not a bad guess, actually. If you want the Hungarian and the Turkish, it means witch. And in Hungarian, it means up higher. Like, put that up higher. But that means witch, and the word vampire comes from that. If you wanted Greek, it means to drink. So I may give you a point each for getting... The sucker element. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Of that. Not 100% correct, but I am feeling a little bit more philanthropic. I love words. I love entomology. I love the history of words. Not only is my thesaurus terrible, but it's also terrible. Isn't it etymology? That's Uh, insects. Yeah, it's bugs. Uh, yeah, etymology words. I get those two wrong. I can't believe you interrupted the funniest (laughs) joke I've ever said on (laughs) YouTube. TA Radio. Wow. In 1897, Dracula fed on virgins. In 2018, he died of hunger. Now, (laughs) the Muppet vampire that we know and love, Count Von Count, is based on actual vampire myth. How? How is that possible? How is Count Von Count based on actual vampire myth, Miss Morris? Because if you spill a bunch of grain or rice they have to count it before they can move forward miss morris is on fire yes. i'm not Nailed even going to open one. this up yeah. to the rest of the table this is 100 percent correct if you throw seeds usually around the door or around the window and it's usually mustard seeds i might add there's obviously a connection between mustard seeds and the bible if you put those outside of your house vampires are compelled to count the seeds delaying them until the sun comes up you could also use fishing nets and they would count the holes in the fishing nets. So Count Von Count, counting away one mustard seed, ha, was actually based <laughs> on the truth. Hmm. On this day in 1962, the first ever James Bond film, Doctor No, premiered in London, starring Sean Connery and Ursula Andress. So, for the first time in the history of MQ... TA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and amazing facts about James Bond. Now, from 1962 and Dr. No, through to the Quantum of Solace in 2008, James Bond has killed 352 people. Someone sat down and count the whole lot. But while they were there, they also counted how many women he'd slept with. So if you wish to embrace the ejector seat, slippery, exploding pen points of the James Bond round, 
The simple thing you need to do for me is to tell me how many women has James Bond slept with. Miss Morris, what are your thoughts? Nearest one movies? will win. There'll be about 25 to 30 at this stage. 30 different movies? Yes. She's doing some very basic maths and you can hear the cog. 96. You're, wow. Mm. You're saying he slept with 96 women. Chad doesn't know 96 women. This is remarkable. <laughs> In his life. Michelle, how many women did James Bond sleep with between Dr. No and Quantum of Solace? 100. 100. That's a bit sneaky because you, you just put four in ahead of... Oh, 150. Well, you don't need to do that. <laughs> that was mean. 150. Sorry. Yeah. Chad, bring some sensible answers to the show. What do you think? Oh, we're going lower. Let's say 60. You are just eight away and you shall grasp the slippery gold field points. And it was 52. He has slept with 52 Ooh. women between Dr. No in 1962 and 2008 Quantum of Solace. I'm disappointed. Yes, I'm disappointed too. Everyone's disappointed. If you think... Not me. I got points. Chad's winning. Chad, <laughs> if you think about the idea that he had 25 to 30 films, that's just two women a film. Yeah. Right? That's why yeah, I'm that's disappointed. Right, well, that's, that's pretty much where we are, isn't it? You would think. Sean Connery sprayed Febreze into his bathroom. Now it smells like shitrush. <laughs> <laughs> I love this show. Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Suffered from hoplophobia. And this made filming very difficult. Your simple task this evening is to tell me what hoplophobia is a fear of. Jumping. He had a fear of jumping in the, like, hop. Nah. Hoplophobia. Yes. And this made filming very difficult because there's a lot of scenes where James Bond is hopping. Jumping. Jumping. Oh, I'm sorry. Jumping. Jumping. I will say to you that Roger Moore disliked the way he ran. So every running scene that involved Roger Moore actually was a stunt double running because he hated the way he ran there a bit of mm. fact you leave this show with more than you arrive with michelle what do you think hoplophobia is climbing climbing chad hoplophobia any thoughts any ideas is it weapons like hoplite i'm going to give you some points it is a <gasps> fear of firearms chad knows a lot about james bond apparently yeah. <laughs> who knows this is true. He, he was actually shot in the leg by his brother with an air gun when he was a little boy. And apparently he had a fear of guns ever since and firearms. And that is hop low phobia. Just in the opening sequence of Skyfall. Mm -hmm. And if you remember the opening sequence of Skyfall, he's chasing a man on a motorbike. There's a scene in a market with a Range Rover where there's oranges going everywhere. They end up on the roof of a train and he has a constru uh, construction digger yep. then he gets shot and falls into the water they think he's dead all i need to know is how many suits did daniel craig get through in just the opening sequence Ooh. of sky 35 miss morris says that daniel craig went through 35 of the same suits in the opening sequence of skyfall yeah. michelle how many suits did he or get 12 through? Well, let's put both down. Yeah. 12 or 35. <laughs> Anything else you want to add or are we good? Nope. You're sticking with it. Could be you? 18. You are spreading your <laughs> chips 
very liberally at the casino in Estoril, aren't you? With a gin and tonics and a Morris Foster. <laughs> Shaking nuts, too. Shaking and very stirred. <laughs> wow. What are you thinking, Michelle? What are we going to go with? 50. You're going... Or... <laughs> no, do, do you know how complicated this is for me to write all this down and do the maths? Chad, jump in and get the points because you're an expert on James Bond. How many suits did he go through? Ten. He went through ten. You're not <gasps> winning the points. Michelle is the closest with her guess of 50. I'll no give her way. two rocket launching shark repellent points. Yeah. She's up to five. How many was it? 85. Woo! He went through 85 suits <laughs> in just the opening sequence alone Ooh. and apparently 200,000 rounds of ammunition were used just undergoing weapons training before the film even started I believe it unbelievable that was then but this is now we enter our favorite <gasps> round of the evening it's the mailbag we love the mailbag if you wish to write to us, we have a Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee. All of tonight's stories, all of the jokes, all of the banter, the cartoons, all of the Halloween-themed goodies are currently on there. It's one big family, lots of jokes. Why aren't you on there, I ask myself. You need to be on there. PJ has posted, after a month of computer and banding issues, I am finally back, giving my support on Patreon. I really want to see an episode on camera. Mm. Uh, thank, thank you for you. joining us yeah. again on Patreon. And we did say if we broke the $100 an episode barrier on Patreon, we would film the show. Oh, boy. <laughs> say, what's that? I said, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's me thinking I'm going death and you're just not pronouncing your worms properly. Mm. We have many Patreon followers, of course. If you wish to donate a single dollar to the show, you are more than welcome to do so. This show is free. It will always be free. But if you leave the show with more than you arrive with, if you laugh, if you take away a bit of hilarity, that has got to be worth a single dollar. If you go to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio. And you can donate on there. There's shows that have never, ever been put out. There's lots of goodies. You get to listen to the show first as well. And we are going to be posting lots of fun and interesting things on there over the coming months as well. And Martin, our good friend in New York. Martin! Hi, Martin! Hello. Robin in Massachusetts. Perhaps oh, Robin! Robin! Perhaps next uh, week we can read out all of our Patreons. How would that be? That wouldn't be the end of the world. Just to give them... A sense of thank you there and uh, welcome them for our support. We appreciate what you do. Mm. All of our platforms as well. I'll get to our platforms in a minute. But the money goes towards the platforms we put the show on and for the studio time. So we're not wasting it frivolously on Halloween decorations or alcohol. Or alcohol. Yeah, maybe a small amount. A little bit. Tommy Maryland posted, last week's show kept me very Amused. I was laughing so much my customers figured I was high. Nice. <laughs> nice. Is it legal there? I have no idea. I don't no, think it matters so. whether it is or not, does it? <laughs> He's listening first. Tom is listening first on the Dark Matter Digital Network. We have a hundred thousand listeners in a hundred and ninety countries all over the world. That's at ten o'clock central time on a Friday night, the Dark Matter Digital Network. Daniel posted 
reasons why Halloween is the best holiday. It's not too early to do Halloween, is it? We've no. broken. We're, we're firmly planted in October now. I do it all year round. So there's no reason. I think that every show we do between now and the 31st of October should be Halloween themed. Right. I like it. Right. Yeah, let's make the whole month. We're a paranormal news quiz show. We need to embrace a month of Halloween. Yes, we do. He posted reasons why Halloween is the best holiday. He Number one. funny stuff. You are not obliged to visit your relatives. Yes. <laughs> Number two. You are not obliged to get gifts for anyone. Right. No. Two good reasons for liking Halloween above everything else. Number three. People will give you candy for absolutely no reason. What's better than that? Other than it's <laughs> Halloween. Number four. It's the only day when it's socially acceptable to dress up in public as a penguin. <laughs> Heather does it all the time anyway, though. Yeah. For good reasons. Yes, I've seen her penguin costume. It's very, very impressive. I love it. It's a great costume, Miss Morris. Daniel listens, of course, on SoundCloud. You can access our archives for free. If you go to soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio. All of our shows over the last five years are on there. You can listen to them back to back. You can listen to them in the car. You can listen to them while you're running around, jumping over buildings, rolling around the floor, pretending you're James Bond. You can listen to them while you're walking the dog. You can listen to them while you're practicing your Zen Buddhism. But everything is there for you. SoundCloud.com, MQTA Radio. And if you're listening now, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate the show. The reason people go to SoundCloud to listen to our show is we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes at the top of the hour. When we go off air, we stay in the studio, we stick with it. We don't immediately go to Dairy Queen or go to the bar. We read out the stories from around the world that are laden with great big sticky lashings of... And the windows filthiness. They are splattered. With the stains of... Naughty lady business. They're the stories from around the world. <laughs> Ladies' business? <laughs> They're the stories from around the world that we find while we're looking for paranormal stories that we cannot read out because they're far too rude. But at the top of the hour, when we go off air, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? We don't care. Some people say it's their favourite part of the show, but we do a round called Not For Your Mother. And if you go to any of our platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Brussels Sprouts, Gasbox, Spotify, Armadillo, Apples and Pears, Mary Poppins, all called Blimey. It's all there. You can find that extra 20 to 25 minutes. That little Easter egg is hiding there for you. And I want to remind you, of course, that if you wish to write to us, I will read out your comments and your messages of support. If you go to Facebook, you can write to us by finding more questions than answers. With Adrian Lee and all of the stories and much, much more is on there for you. You can visit my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. That's T-I-P-S for the International Paranormal Society. We have just under 100,000 followers on there. And it's the Halloween season. My books, Mysterious Minnesota, Mysterious Midwest, how to be a Christian psychic and much, much more is available. If you go to Amazon or any other platform that's selling books, have a search for Adrian Lee. If you're into ghosts, hauntings, history, urban legends, they are actually investigations I have been on with my team in the most historic sites all over the Midwest. And there's a lot of fun and spooky things on there, so you can look those up as well. 
And remember, actually read out a couple of steampunk stories. If you're into steampunk, if you're into Victorian Sherlock Holmes comedic type of stories, you can go onto YouTube, search for Victorian Detective and Adrian Lee, and you will find all those things on their happy Halloweeners. Now, I have in front of me some delights. When we drive to the Renaissance Festival, on the way there, it's a two-hour journey. We have to drive through a small town called Jordan. We have mentioned this many times, and we need to get some advertising money <laughs> oh, from <God>. them. It <laughs> right. is the biggest candy store in Minnesota. It sells everything and every flavor of candy from all over the world. It really is global candy in this place. particular store. Now, we found many wondrous things. I'm going to start off. We have a big tub full of cotton candy. But this isn't normal cotton candy. Oh, no. You will hear me undoing said tub. There we go. Tub is now open. See how this works on the radio? This is bacon-flavoured cotton candy. And I'm getting the first first olfactory sensations are hitting my nostrils as we speak. And it actually smells like going into the bathroom after my dad on the day after Christmas. So I'm going to be tearing a small amount of bacon-flavoured cotton candy away, and I will try that in a second. I am passing it on to Michelle. Grab what looks like attic insulation <laughs> to keep your house warm. It looks like fiberglass. Right. Grab a big wad of the bacon-flavoured <laughs> cotton candy and pass it on to Chadley, oh, who's going to grab a some. Why don't you make there. a start, Michelle, while Chad's passing that on to Heather, who's in the sound booth on the other side of the studio. Why don't you get stuck into that, Michelle, and tell me what your thoughts are about bacon-flavoured cotton candy as Chad takes over the tub to Miss Morris. What are you getting there? Are you getting some bass notes coming through? What's happening here? This is weird. It's weird, is it? Let me jump in. Let's see where we are. Chad. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's not really bacony. Wow. Huh? We playing musical chairs in here. Well, you got to put the lid on or it'll melt. I've got to put the lid on it, otherwise it will melt, apparently. Why does it smell of popcorn? No, that's my hamster you're eating. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, it tastes burnt, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like burnt. That's getting it. Getting some burnt. smoky notes, yeah. Well, instead of... It smells roast like... Roast beef. Roast beef-flavoured mm. cotton candy. With sugar. Are we saying that's a winner? Are we saying that's something people should go and buy? That's burnt popcorn. Yeah. I'm not getting bacon. I'm getting my mother's cooking. And we only know the dinner's ready because the fire alarm's going off. Mm. <laughs> This is true. That's not bacon. You're no. not thinking that's a hit, no? That's an issue. We're going to be giving that away. I wouldn't away. have it with eggs. Yeah, that's grim. <laughs> I'm not making you eggs. The other thing we've got here, I've got a tub. We're going to be eating lots of Halloween-themed food over the next four weeks. I've got a big tub, and on the front it's got written, Unfortunate Fortune Cookies. <laughs> Yay! So, everyone has a fortune cookie. Thank you. We're going to crack open the fortune cookie and see whatever our fortunes will be over the Halloween. Oh, some of it went You're in my going eye. You're first. Ooh. Disappeared. Let's see what we've got here. I've got my reading glasses on. Did you say some of it went in your eye? It did. That's that's <laughs> a misfortune right there. I've got shrapnel injuries. That's what she said. Wow. It says you are so vain, you will get lost in your own vortex. <laughs> <laughs> I love these cookies. They're so true. Have you seen my hair and what I'm wearing? How is that even possible? Uh, I'm so vain. By the way, I'm growing a big handlebar moustache. I thought you meant your hair. Mm, Wow. That's not coming back. I'll take my shirt off if you want to run your hands through my hair. (laughs) 
true. No, I'm growing a handlebar moustache for some Victorian seances I'm doing over the Halloween period. But you've got to feed it. You've got to nurture it. It's like having a pet. It's starting to twiddle at the end. It's driving me insane. It's going up my nose. It's going Mm. in my mouth. I'm going to kill someone very shortly. But apparently I'm so vain, I get lost in my own vortex. Mm. Michelle! Crack open the fortune cookie. There we go. You didn't get any in your eye. That's good news no, for everybody. Go for it. Your hot temper will melt a wicked witch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is very truthful so far. <laughs> we should be charging people $20 with a booth at some sort of expo. Yeah, I like it. Go Chad. and see the witch and crack open the fortune cookie. Chad, what's your fortune cookie got written on Got safety glasses on here. Yeah, <gasps> put some gloves on. Oh, some oh. of it shot over your shoulder there. It embedded in the wall. We'll get that later. All your screams will come true. (laughs) (laughs) He does scream like a gal. A lot, a lot. (laughs) Miss Morris, what does the unfortunate cookie say for you tonight? Am I the only one that took a black one? Apparently. We have choices. There was Mm, black or there was orange, just like a pumpkin. I thought the black looked a bit kind of... Sketchy. Yeah, sketchy. Mm, I love it. It's going to tell me my fortune. Yes, it is. $20. Oh, there we go. This is great. Radio. I don't have one. Yep, that's your fortune. <laughs> Give me another one. Nothing but disappointment. Oh, Morris. That's I'm sad. This is what happens. I'm going to throw one over to oh, you. No, don't. You got It'll your get lost in the vortex. Ready? There you eye. go. Oh, I can't. oh, Finally, I got Finally, one. Finally, you got one. There we go. Fingers <sighs> crossed. Gimme, gimme. It says my cold heart will melt. <laughs> yes, like the rest of your body. Wow. I enjoyed those. They actually tasted pretty good, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, that bad. Have that with some ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see what you're doing. You're eating. <laughs> Miss Morris, what do you think of them? I think they're fabulous. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Chad, help me out and give me this week's bizarre, strange, random, fascinating fact. Sivu play Dr. Peters. The name Smith is not short for blacksmith. It's short for whitesmith. A whitesmith works at tin, works with tin, uh-huh. which people did earlier than working with iron, and people who work with iron are blacksmiths. Wow. You leave this show with more than you arrive with. Michelle's on five. I'm yet to score. Heather's on three. Chad is in second place on four with his knowledge of James Bond as we enter the first round proper. That is, of course, ghost and hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs. Ever wanted to hang out in a museum after dark? Your chance has arrived with a creepy twist. If you fancy getting spooked among skeletons this Halloween, the Natural History Museum in Britain is transforming into a late-night cinema with screenings of classic horror films. In partnership with the Lunar Cinema, the museum will screen four scary movies in this famous Hints Hall. Guests will be able to watch The Shining, the Blair Witch Project, Ghostbusters, and Silence of the Lambs underneath the gigantic blue whale skeleton. So cool. they're not watching Free Willy or Blackfish then. No. Mm. If the movies weren't scary enough themselves, being in the grand venue after hours certainly sounds pretty chilling. Tickets cost $32 per screening and include complimentary popcorn and access to the Natural History Museum's new exhibition, Life in the Dark, before the film starts. You might want to be quick to snap up your place 
on one of the two available dates, Sunday, October the 28th and Monday, October the 29th. The Majestic Hints Hall holds up to 450 people and it's likely to be a popular event. You can secure your tickets on the website and Natural History Museum members can receive an additional 10% discount. Lucy Woodbridge, head of the visitors' events at the Natural History Museum, said, Movie nights is a truly unique experience. Nowhere else can you watch your favourite film in cinema quality beneath the biggest animal on the planet, surrounded by the wonders of the natural world. I wouldn't do that after seeing that Ben Stiller documentary. Wow. (laughs) Night at the Museum. (laughs) You can actually spend the night at other museums. The British Museum has the world collection there of Egyptology. The British Museum is just everywhere we've plundered and stolen stuff from. Yeah. (laughs) Throughout the history of the British Empire, and they have an Egyptology section. You can spend the night with the mummies. Children have their parties there, and they sleep in little cots and cribs overnight in amongst the mummies. That's great. And all the Egyptology, you can do that. They should have watched Jurassic Park in the dinosaur section. Oh, right. Of the Natural History Museum. (laughs) That would have been fun. This reminds me of your suggestion, Miss Morris, where you said we should watch Jaws while sitting in the lake on some tubes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could watch Jaws. There'll be some idiot that swims underneath and thinks it's funny to then grab (laughs) your bits. That would be me. That would be Scott. (laughs) Yes. Snorkeling away while we're watching Jaws. Suddenly your twig and berries are being interfered with. And going back to that cinema. Wow. Mm -mm. No sorry. Waiting... After the lightning strike, I don't, I don't think <laughs> yeah, I'm yes, lucky, much more time We're lucky to be alive yeah. after the lightning strike incident. This is true. My hair's gone grey overnight, I tell you, and I've now got superpowers, which is giving me some points, which are now two. <gasps> oh, Waiting in the cinema line or having the whale of a time. You decide to go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts? And hauntings. Well, a group of 30 students was left terrified after a Ouija board session at their school went horribly wrong. What could possibly Uh, go wrong? What class were they doing this for? Home ec. Oh. (laughs) Should I put the salt in now? It says yes. It says yes. Does it need more garlic? And batwing. It says no. It's gone to no. They were using a Ouija board when they were remaking all of the Beatles records. Do you know after John Lennon died, they got together and wrote Free as a Bird and they produced it out of all of the bits and pieces they'd previously recorded. John Lennon came through on the Ouija board and Ringo Starr said, he's saying more drums, he's saying more drums. And George Harrison was saying, no, no, he's saying more guitar, more guitar. And there was a fight. (laughs) It's true, I tell you. I don't believe it. Dangerous times. Well, according to reports, the incident occurred after a teacher's daughter at San Joe de Saramuro boarding school in Peru's Laredo region. Nailed it. (laughs) Yeah, now, right? Brought a Ouija board and a book of black magic to class. So see, they did have bats and centipedes and crickets and frogs. And guinea pigs. And eyes of newts. Mm. Yeah. After she managed to convince her fellow students to participate, the situation soon deteriorated into mass hysteria when at least one student ended up crappie flopping and screaming on the floor. Nice. 
it said convulsing, but I thought crappie flopping yeah. was better. Well played. <laughs> Reminds me of when I was a school teacher in East London. That would have been trout flopping, wouldn't it? I have no idea. Um, what, what the old famous London brown trout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when a teacher arrived to see what was going on, they found several of the students lying on the ground. And many of them were incoherent and suffering from spasm. That sounds more like when you were teaching, doesn't it? Mm. Yes, my, my my art lessons often ended with spasms. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost like a plenary at the end. <laughs> Screaming let's, that it was Tichuba's fault. Let's, let's <laughs> contemplate what we've learned in today's lesson with a good old spasm. Spasm. Good. Well, the inc- you're a spasm. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> the incident broke. Get off me, you spasm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the incident prompted panicked parents to take their children to local evangelical churches, Perfect. believing that they had become possessed by whatever had been summoned during this session. The school ended up being closed for a week, but has since reopened. Oh. For a week to let the ghosts air out? Yeah, okay. they had to clean the board. Is that how it works? Kick them out smudging. the window. Give them a good smudging. Witchcraft in Peru? Well, let's get some parts at the zoo. You decide, go to our Facebook <laughs> site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee. Joe McFadden has claimed ignoring a ghost's advice led him to being burgled. The Strictly Come Dancing champion has told how a psychic warned him a ghost was living on his stairs with a ferret. With a ferret? <laughs> with, a ferret. with a ferret. Yes, it was a ghost ferret. In okay, his arms. Okay, I, I was going to ask. Yes, I've heard of Headless Horsemen. I've heard of Hellhounds. Apparently, this is the Phantom Ferret. Dum, dum, dum. You're going to get the Phantom Ferret. <laughs> <laughs> if that one's not in Urban Dictionary, it should and be. And that was how your brother was born. <laughs> Asked if he had received any messages from the other side on today's Loose Women, Joe said, I did get a message from the other side through this friend who talks to ghosts. She gave me a message that there's a man sitting on my stairs. He had some animal with him, a ferret, I think, and his message was to always lock my terrace doors. But I live on the fifth floor, so I thought, yeah, whatever. Three weeks later, I came back after doing theatre, and I came back. I've been burgled. The ferret was no... Oh, my! If you are playing the Bell Buncom ferret game, you are more than welcome to take your first shot of the evening. Make it a large one, because I think there could be more on the way. What do we get for a wheeze? Is anything happening for a wheeze? Joe added... That he wasn't insured, but now he is, and he's learnt his lesson. Beware the phantom finger of the ghostly ferret pointing to the open window. A ghostly theft in the night, or a complete crock of shenanigans. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers. Oh, no. With Adrian Lee. Michelle says, oh, no, because she knows what's coming next. What have you got for me, Michelle, in the <clears throat> round of ghosts and haunting? Oh, this is the terrifying moment. A bar stool moves by itself in a Derbyshire pub. Regulars at the Miners Arms in Alfreton, Derbyshire, have long believed the ghost of a former landlady haunts the premises. Landlord Lewis Ward decided to investigate and check out the pub's CCTV. 
He analyzed footage captured when the bar was closed in the early hours of Friday morning, and Lewis was stunned at what he saw. In the eerie video, the bar is closed and all the lights are off. There are three high chairs at the bar, but suddenly the one in the middle appears to move by itself and edges slowly across the floor. Nice actions. Thank you. Perfect for the radio. Yeah, I was thinking of Beetlejuice. It was then seen to move, but with more force as the clip ends. Lewis, 39, said he was at a loss to explain what happened, but regulars think the spirit of a past landlady is responsible. Or fishing line. (laughs) (laughs) Would that be the B word? Are we going with the B word? If you are playing the bell bunk and snort drinking game, you are allowed to take your second shot of the evening. Thank you, Chad. Mm. Personally, I'm a bit of a skeptic, he said, but customers seem to think it's an ex-landlady. No one can come up with a name, but some customers say they have seen a woman's figure. And there could be more evidence, as Lewis said there have been more bumps in the night. He added, we've also had hand dryers starting by themselves, and I've seen a few things happen in the cellar, like CO2 canisters which keep the beer fizzy being turned off. Some of it I can put down to the machines, but there are times when I can't understand what's going on. Creepy. Wow. Not a haunted bar. Oh, quick, get in the car. (laughs) Pubs are very haunted. Yeah. Primarily because they're the oldest buildings still around that haven't been knocked down. Mm -hmm. There's a pub. There's a little island called Burr Island, and it's on the south coast of Britain. And it's one of those islands that you can walk to it, but when the tide comes in, you've got to get a special tractor with large wheels to take you back into the mm. mainland. And it's only a hundred yards, you know, it's across the sand flats. There's a pub there called the Sardine Pub, and it's been there since eleven thirty. Amazing. Oh, can wow. you believe that? What Drinking. happens at twelve? At twelve everyone goes home. <laughs> Half eleven. Dinner's ready. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Trust an American to ruin some history and some culture. <laughs> the town I used to live in, which was called Amptill in Bedfordshire, I've investigated the pub in the town square called the White Hart. Yeah. And there but, were monks yeah. brewing beer there in the 14th century. Sure. So I think, and there's graffiti on the walls from the Civil War in the 1640s as well. So I think it's down to the fact that they're very kind of... Um, almost a microcosm of society you've got people going in and out of them people live there people celebrate so much energy over a thousand years yeah it's no surprise these places are haunted i will share one last fact the only time i've ever fallen asleep on a paranormal investigation was when we was investigating a 14th century pub in bedfordshire and it was four or five o'clock in the morning and the fire was still roaring. Oh, nice and warm. And I think I'd done a week of teaching and was uh, doing lessons on spasms that week. It was very, <laughs> very draining and tiring. And we were sat there in silence and I could feel, do you know when you feel yourself starting to go and you're clutching a nail into the palm of your hand to try and stay conscious? Do you know when you catch yourself and you get that kind of, kind of, and you kind of nod and, and wake up? One of the investigators said, did anyone hear that? And as quick as a flash, I said, yeah, I heard that too. And we went back and listened to it as an EVP. The only time I've ever fallen asleep. Have you fallen asleep on a paranormal investigation, Miss Morris? Yes, and I woke myself up snoring and I said, oh, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you gotta love the honesty. <laughs> I, I did. It's just it. right there. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Whereabouts was that? Can you remember? Yeah, it's when we were investigating in Iowa at the theater. Oh, the Wheating Theater. That's right. And we were all on the stage. Remember, there was about 15 of us there, and they yes. were like, can you hear that? Yes, that was <laughs> and I could, Morris. And I could, you know when you're yes. kind of still partially awake? Yeah, that's I've written me. an entire chapter around this in my book, Mysterious well, Midwest. bunk. Oh, my. <laughs> We're going to need a second edition now. I can only apologize to the people of Toledo in Iowa. I've written an entire chapter. We've raised thousands of dollars on the back of this. They're currently, uh, doing, they're currently yeah. doing Halloween night there. Wow. Well, that ends rather spectacularly. The round that is Ghosts and Hauntings as we sprint into the round that we now call UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and very hairy beasties. Creepy wolfman creatures send youngsters fleeing in terror after appearing in the woods. The footage shows two young boys walking through a forest as they try to find woodland creatures. Using just a spotlight to find their way, they come across a snake and a frog. The snake and frog. What a pub that was. 15th mm -hmm. century. Mm -hmm. Not much else about. Think I'm going to call it a night, one says. But just as they begin to leave, they spot a mysterious figure popping out from behind a tree. It causes them to immediately run from the scene. Dude, what the F was that? <laughs> the cameraman asks after appearing to reach safety. The footage posted to YouTube is slowed down at the end to get a closer look of what they saw. It seems the figure has its mouth open, bearing an unhuman-like teeth. So this would be somewhere in the southern states. <laughs> Freddy Z, who uploaded the clip, believed it was proof of a wolfman creature, and hundreds of viewers agree. That was wicked. You guys look like you really caught something, one commented. Another wrote, I believe this could be a real sighting. Don't see why you would try to hoax sick. A third added, this is seriously creepy. Real Wolfman or Halloween scam? You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee, Miss Morris. If you're still awake after your <laughs> fortune cookie sugar high, what have you got for me tonight in the round of hairy men and green beasties? Well, I've got some sparkling youper lights. Which, yes. Oh, and the youper? Mm -hmm. The youper. They are being captured and capturing the attention of Upper Peninsula residents, visitors in the Curious Online. But what the heck are they? Any ideas? Um, cheeseheads. Yeah, Ooh, invading. Maybe. It's a slow invasion. Of Uper Lights. <laughs> well, posted on the Uper Lights Facebook page, because they have their own Facebook page. Of course. They are actually stunning photos of glowing cyanite rocks. Oh. Spotted using a specialized flashlight along Michigan's Lake Superior shoreline. Cyanide rocks. Cyanite. Cyanite. That's going to be my stripper name. Yeah. Welcome Cyanide onto rocks. the stage, yet yeah, to the sound of <laughs> ACDC's Thunderstruck, Thunderbone, and Cyanide Rocks. Nice. Wait, are they orbs? No. Nope. Not they are orbs. actually they're, they're glowing rocks. They are actually rocks that they can walk the shoreline. And if you use a special light, they actually glow. They do. They're orbs. 
No. no. They're yeah, they're the natural explanation for orbs. No glowing orbs rocks. float. And they move around. These don't float. These aren't the moving rocks that float. Gotcha. Yes. What are you drinking that you're seeing moving rocks that float and they're glowing? Aquafina. I want some of that. He's drinking Aquafina. That's what's wrong with them. Aquavit. It's that O'Doul's, man. <laughs> what a combination. Is that a cocktail? Should we give that a name? That's the, weird. Let's drink a Chattanooga. Mm, choo-choo. <laughs> well, gall darn it. These are a blast to find. Mm. Y'all? Yeah. There I've been a rock picker. Rock picker. <laughs> or a knicker picker all my life. I got it from my dad, who got it from his dad, <laughs> who got it from his dad. Oh. I've been to Michigan. I don't remember hearing people like this. What part's this? The UP, the man. The northern oh. part of Michigan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How far north did you get? I mean, how close to Canada? Yeah. I got to Detroit. A. Yeah. Mm. Not the UP. Well, that's mm. close to Canada. Yeah. Well, after getting a hold of the right type of light, Rintamaki... First found a Uper light one night last year. I was just screaming. I was screaming on the beach. I was so happy. Wow. And I took them all to the rock and mineral shows and no one could identify them. So I nicknamed them a Uper lights. <laughs> you can call your rocks whatever you want. Yeah. It may seem like a funny name, but as Rintamaki points out, Michigan's beloved Potesky Stone is in fact a hexagonal coral, though hardly anyone calls it that. So what do they call it? Oh, a hexagonal coral. Hmm. Interesting. Like a monster from hmm. Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. Like the... <laughs> I like those Uper lights. Uper lights. Yeah. <laughs> Want to get me one? Yeah, I completely sold out my tour for 2018. I charge about $50 a person. You get a light and you get to keep any of those Uper lights you find when we're walking around screaming, Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> Why am I here? Why am I here? I lost a lot of Uper lights when I had <laughs> diarrhea and vomiting in India. Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> I shall give you two glowing, floating rock <laughs> points, Miss Morris, and that brings you They're up to a very orbs. respectable five as we squeeze in as many stories as possible in the round of the strange and the bizarre. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of SMB? Mm, police in Ohio said a reported dead body spotted at the side of a road was found by the coroner to be a realistic mannequin. Nice. <laughs> Coleraine nice. Township police said officers responded Thursday to a report of a body on the side of a road outside of a nature preserve in Hamilton County. Which is where they should be kept. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the body had been spotted wrapped in a garbage bag by county engineers, police said. Police located the body, but it wasn't until the coroner arrived that they discovered the body was a dummy. Coleraine Police Chief Mark Denny said the mannequin appeared to be a realistic sex doll. Oh, wow. How do they know? (laughs) (laughs) They stole it from your house. (laughs) See their credentials? Yeah. About 10 years ago, I read out a story on a live paranormal show where they had a sex doll floating down the River Rhine in Germany and they called out all the police boats and dredged as much as the river as possible to try and find it. And it did turn out to be a dirigible, you know, in the shape of a woman rather than a dead body. Wow. Dead body dummy. Or that's 
not funny you decide to go to our facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee 71 year old leroy timothy anderson claims he worked for 35 years as a time traveling assassin yeah. for a secret government agency and says he's killed people at various times going from 1678 which was a pub in britain to 2239 <laughs> the elderly man declared that his actions were all legitimate and was ordered by the government but fears his former employees might want to eliminate him because he knows too much. He claims that he was part of a program called the Kronos Project, which was designed, coordinated and executed by the CIA and the United States Special Operations Forces under the supervision of the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. The ultra-secret program would have been orchestrated more than 1,200 assassinations spreading out over almost all of human history, including many famous characters like Martin Luther King Jr., Julius Caesar or Mahatma Gandhi. His story was clearly one of the most entertaining I've ever heard, said FBI Director Christopher A. Ray. Mr. Anderson not only claims to have killed President Lincoln, but also 32 others, including at least 12, that are not even born yet. Mm. I know that conspiracy theorists will accuse us of covering up Lincoln's murder and stuff like that, but the FBI isn't going to open an investigation. I don't think this man killed anyone. <laughs> I just think he's lost contact with reality. According to the FBI, Mr. Anderson has previously diagnosed himself with dissociative disorder, schizophrenia and problems which could explain his strange confession. Sounds like the ideal date for you, Michelle. Mm -hmm. Somebody He's watch Looper. More than overqualified. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was assassinated on Good Friday, April the 14th in 1865 while attending the play Our American Cousin in Ford's Theatre in Washington, D.C. as the American Civil War was drawing to a close. So the FBI have interviewed a man who claims to be a time-travelling assassin. This is like Quantum Leap, but dark. This would be a great film, wouldn't it? Assassinating famous it, people. It is one. It is one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where have I been? I've been in the Natural History Museum under a wow watching Ghostbusters. Wow. Assassination attempt or you're in contempt. You decide, go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. It was a good idea, wasn't it? Yeah. Excellent idea. You can use that. We now enter the round that we do after the show. It's called the Not For Your mother round this is the round we cannot read out on air if you've got your mother anywhere in the room she needs to be removed if there's small children or minors running around they also need to be removed these are the stories we find when we're searching for stories of the paranormal ufology cryptozoology the strange and the bizarre we also come across stories of a sexual nature you have been warned. Thank you for finding us, by the way, on our social media platforms. Why not cut and paste and share and tell the whole wide world you're listening to MQTA Radio? We would be very, very grateful. And why not press the little orange love heart or leave us a review? A bizarre video of a naked man appearing to have sex with a black doll by the side of a motorway oh. has emerged. Did he leave it in a garbage bag? Apparently. <laughs> Was it in Ohio? This was the guy that was seeing the mannequin by the side of the road. Cops were called to reports of a man behaving inappropriately just off the hard shoulder of the M1 last week. Oh. When officers arrived, they could find no sign of the man or the doll. The unusual sight was captured by a lorry driver as he drove near Northampton. 
I've lived and taught in Northampton. This does not surprise me. No. <laughs> it is unknown if this is a stunt, but the fully naked man can be seen apparently becoming intimate with the blow-up woman. He is facing the motorway, but positioned behind the crash barrier with the doll balanced on top of it. It's very descriptive. Yes. Keep going. Make it up. <laughs> the driver of the HGV, who wishes to be anonymous, said some people have some very strange hobbies and fetishes. <laughs> <laughs> when officers arrived at the scene and carried out a search, the man had left the area and no further incidents were reported. The video posted by road safety website SWD Media saw plenty of comments about what the man appears to be doing. Mm. One said, ha 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 ha, roadside fun. Another added, it will be on Pornhub later, while a third wrote, that's the hard shoulder. No. The doll was contacted but refused to comment. Fun by the side of the road or look out, here comes a wide load. (laughs) You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round? Not for your mother. Uh, A 31-year-old woman was admitted to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center after... A 14-month-old toddler she was babysitting got stuck in her vagina. Oh! oh they, they don't go back up there. What? Put it back. How old was the toddler? 14 months. 14, 14 years. Not 14, 14 years. That's 14 quite a large turkey with stuffing and onions at that uh, point. Latifa Brown called 911 around 9.30 p.m. reporting that she had a baby stuck in her vagina. The operator first assumed that she was giving birth at home and dispatched an ambulance to the site, which you would think that, right? sure. Uh, The paramedics had quite a surprise when they arrived on site and saw that she, what was actually happening. One of the paramedics, Brian Whitmore, related the incident in an interview. He said the little boy was wearing a diaper and pajamas but he had his legs and abdomen stuck in the vaginal cavity. No. Apparently, yes. he lost a shoe. Where'd no. you put your shoe? Where's your shoe? How many parents have lost a shoe? <sighs> hundreds. Uh, hundreds of kids' shoes have been lost. I just couldn't believe this story, even when I read it. It's just crazy. I'm impressed so that he got the legs and the abdomen up. I, he, well, must Wow. Be, I, I don't understand. I'm dilated. Well, the para- the paramedics... Where's my sandal gone? What have you done with your sandal? Do you know what he did with it? He had them when he arrived. The paramedics spent more than an hour on site trying to release the child from his difficult position, but were unable to get the toddler out. I don't know how she got the child in there. We were both pulling as strong as we could, and we couldn't get him out. Oh, I've got a joke and a small <gasps> and- toy. At 14 months, he'd be thrashing around. Like and a Fisher kicking Price and toy. whatnot, yes. So Miss Brown and the child were actually transported to the hospital where doctors were able to separate them after a delicate operation. The young boy actually suffered from just a dislocated hip because Twisted they were ankle. trying to get him out. 
But doctors didn't think he would suffer any permanent damage from the incident. Yeah, right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we'll tell you some that guy psychiatrist, Bill. <laughs> well, that brings a whole new meaning to I'll put you back where you came from or whatever <laughs> yeah, right. it was. I, I brought you into this world. I'll take you out. Lovely. Well, the paramedic, Ryan Whitmore, says he was shocked when he arrived on scene and saw the fully dressed toddler caught in the woman's vagina like a trap the babysitter was interrogated like a by a giant clam oh. divers have died in giant clams this is why you carry a knife with you <laughs> the babysitter was interrogated by police and confessed to deliberately inserting the child into her vaginal cavity she explained that she was feeling depressed after her doctor told her she could never have children and she just wanted to know how it felt to give birth she's a little Missing this is what a happens few marbles. if you find babysitters on Facebook. Be warned. Uh, on Craigslist. Craigslist babysitting. How? What could possibly go How? wrong? Uh, I don't know. Just stay still. Miss Brown now faces a total of 11 criminal charges, including aggravated child neglect, causing bodily harm, and could spend, actually could spend up to 60 Five years in I prison. Yeah, I bet she'll put on the uh, she'll yeah. be on the sex offenders list as well. I suspect her lawyer has asked for a psychiatric evaluation, right. claiming that she isn't fit to stand trial. Wow, is that not the most craziest thing you've yeah. ever heard? Close Four. to it. Unbelievable. Fourteen month old birth, or oh, what on earth? Go to our Facebook <laughs> site. All the grim details are there for you. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of NFM? Mm, in more vagina news, a mum committed an <laughs> epic baking fail when the cake she lovingly made for her son's sixth birthday ended up looking like a sparkly vagina. Oh, run, did it have run. Too much yeast? Run! Didn't we do some baking fails earlier in the show? Wasn't yes. that one of your answers? Rather than a geode crystal. Lovely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mum of two, Kate Kirvin from Oxted, Surrey, painstakingly crafted the gold vanilla sponge cake for her crystal-obsessed son, Finley. Kate spent two hours making and decorating the geode masterpiece, which featured a split on one side she decorated with gold, black, and white sugar crystals. It was only when she stood back to take a picture that she realized her X-rated mistake. Little Finley was delighted with his cake, and despite family members struggling to stifle giggles when he blew out the candles... Happy birthday, son. <laughs> yeah. Finley failed to notice the blunder. Kate said, I was in the kitchen baking away, and it didn't occur to me what it looked like. She continued, I was in the zone and so involved with what I was doing, trying to get the crystals to stay put. It was quite intricate work, so I didn't take a proper look. I stepped back to take a picture to send to my husband, and I suddenly realized what it looked like. And I was like, oh, heck. <laughs> Why didn't you take it to school for show and tell? Yeah, right. <laughs> I thought I was making Finley a geode, and suddenly I thought, oh, no, I've made him a sparkly vagina. What small Bejazzled. boy? Wants a geode on his birthday cake. You want soccer players, you want superhero characters, you want Spider-Man, you want cars, you Tractors. want trains. I'd like a geode, please, Mum. Mm. Pull yourself oh, no together, way. son. 
Unbelievable. Well, you got a geode cake, didn't you, Chad? I would love a geode cake. I still would love a geode cake. <laughs> You'd love a I'll vagina cake. Awesome. Yeah, you want the vagina cake. I don't, I'm I don't not really touching know that. What one of those looks like. Yeah, I'm not. T- I'm not touching that cake after <laughs> Chad's had it. Chad took the cake into the bathroom. I'm not having that. <laughs> Stop <laughs> playing Stop with your feeling. dinner. That's right. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, jeez. Oh, Finley was delighted. He didn't know what it was. He's only six, so he thought I'd made him a cake of his favorite rock. What's wrong with the boy? Slap him and give him some Marvel characters to look at. What six-year-old wants a geode cake? Geodes are awesome. What, at six? This explains a lot. Geodes are awesome at every age. This explains why you trained to be a psychologist (laughs) in many respects. And had no friends. (laughs) (laughs) When did you you have your first cake? (laughs) At a geologist convention. I bet he had a copy of Baker's Monthly under his bed. There was a big center spread of a Victoria sandwich. What are you doing in there? Don't come in. Don't come in. Geologist's Monthly. Look at the crystal formations on that. Wow. Don't ever show Chad your cake farting video. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh What an evening that was. No. There's big money in that. I'm, I'm, well, let's, let's make some big money. <laughs> Chad, go get me a cake. <laughs> Tin of beans, anyone? Wow. Unbelievable things. Can't believe it. Baking blunder, or I come from a land down under. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. As many Brits are becoming more adventurous. A sentence I never thought I'd read out. (laughs) Sex-related incidents are increasing. In the past, scientists have claimed medicine to treat erectile dysfunction can cause horrible side effects. I still can't go back to Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) This one man, or the bakery, this one man who remains anonymous (laughs) suffered the worst damage after gaining permanent red-tinted vision. Researchers from Mount Sinai Health Systems have published the case study in retinal cases this month a magazine that's never far from chad's coffee table mm. dr <laughs> richard rosen who led the study said people live by the philosophy that if a little bit is good a lot is better this study shows how dangerous a large dose of the commonly used medication can be people who depend on colored vision for their livelihood need to realize there could be a long-lasting impact of overdulging on this drug. The study was based on a 31-year-old man who arrived in hospital complaining of red-tinted vision in both eyes, obviously seeing the world through rose-tinted spectacles. His symptoms appeared shortly after taking a dose of liquid sildenafil, a medication to treat erectile dysfunction. However, the researchers diagnosed the man with persistent retinal toxicity linked to the high dose of medication damaging his outer retina i bet there's not many people that have taken erectile dysfunction medicine and then damaged their partner's outer retina (laughs) worst case of pink eye or it's halfway down my thigh you decide go to our facebook site more questions than answers with adrian lee well all good things come to an end so let's look at tonight's scores in last place with the k2 meter and the dead battery, despite knowing a lot about James Bond, is Chad. He gets a James Bond-themed 
evening where he has to make his own invisible ink from his own peewee. He scores mm. a rather I've, miserable I've got some. four. In third place, it's Heather. She gets a Peruvian <sighs> school lesson with a spasm demonstration in front of her parents <laughs> in the hall. In second place is myself. I'm going to get the phantom cold finger of Ferret Doom on a dark British pub somewhere in Bedfordshire. And tonight's runaway winner with a resplendent first place prize of a $33,000 IR camera is Michelle, who scored a magnificent 007. She gets Ooh. a special light and a pile of rocks on the coast of Michigan and a date with a man who killed President Lincoln. Excellent. <laughs> Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show, and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Leo. You can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. Remember, we now stay in the studio. And do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round we cannot read out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine that you can now access. So when you hear our German classical music playing our outro, nip over to SoundCloud and search for MQTA. You've been listening to more Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. With your host Adrian Lee, we are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment. The light before the darkness. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Chaton Drainer, Chad Peters, Michelle Corey, and all at the International Paranormal Society at inparanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area, Paranormal Interest Group, and Mufon of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested in 